It is a beautiful weekend. Let's bring in Jack Farrell from Haskell's with another wine shed. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you this gorgeous weekend? I am doing well. I hope you and all your family and friends from Haskell's are as well. And yeah, it's a great weekend. What oh, uh, What do you think we can talk about today? Well, I'm going to talk about stuff to do in the weekend. First and foremost, I'm going to talk about some barbecue wines and what they go with and uh, how, how best to even prepare some of the stuff you could have cooked on the barbecue. And then also today starts at Haskell's. Uh, every Saturday we're going to have a tasting, and the tasting is going to run from 1 to 4. It'll be open to anybody who comes in, and the wines you'll taste each week will be different, educational, and informative. And we're starting this Saturday from 1 to 4 today, uh, and we're going to taste uh, wines called Casa Ferrelli. That's up my name and uh, my Italian name, Farrell, obviously. And taste uh, wines called Casa Ferrelli. That's up my name and uh, my Italian name, Farrell, obviously. And Ferrelli uh, seemed to be a good name for that. My good friend Stefano Girelli, who is uh, in the wine business and been a dear friend of mine, for over 40 years, in fact, we owned a vineyard together in Tuscany called Villa Cafaggio, which made absolutely still makes pretty good Chianti. Not as good as it did when we owned it, but uh, I, I wouldn't turn my nose up at their Chianti. It's still pretty good. They don't win all the awards that we used to win. But Stefano is a very interesting guy. In fact, it's interesting to think about him on Memorial Day because he should have been driving in the Indy 500 years ago because I can remember going from the Piedmont with him down to Tuscany and making it in a couple hours on the Autostrada, and that would mean you're averaging almost 90 miles an hour. He was a, and it continues to be a, a just a lead foot driver, uh, and you find a lot of those in Italy. But anyhow, uh, thank heavens I don't drive over there too very much. But anyhow, Stefano has a business called Canaletto, and it headquarters in Sicily. Uh, because that's where he bought some land about 25 years ago when he sold his interest in a, uh, the Tuscan vineyard, Villa Cafaggio. And he's been making wonderful wines from that area for a long time. But better than that, he goes all over Italy and picks wine from the different areas of Italy, and he either buys them in bulk or he buys them in bottles, ships them to his installation, and then reships them to everywhere around the world. And we're fortunate to be part of that, and this Cassiferelli line is just terrific. And the wines they're going to taste today would be Cassiferelli Bianco, which is a white wine. Uh, it's from Sicily. Uh, the grape types are uh, Catero, Inzio, and Chardonnay, and they're all blended. And let me tell you, it's a Bogo a 9.99 Bogo Cassiferelli Bianco, and if you can find a bottle of wine for five dollars that is anywhere near the quality of this, I'll, I'll just be flabbergasted. The wine is extraordinary, and a 9.99 Bogo it only costs you five dollars a bottle. It's just delicious. We also have a little red wine from Sicily called Cassiferelli Rosso. It's ten dollars a bottle, but it's a very good everyday table wine. It's just delicious. And not to be done, we have from the other regions of Italy, of course, with our connections in Chianti, you'd expect us to have a pretty good Chianti, and it is. It's only $12, a 
but uh, it's a delicious little Chianti, great for picnics, uh, a great wine. Incidentally, uh, Chianti's, the, the lesser expensive ones, the ones that aren't $25 a bottle and up, a little chill on them doesn't hurt at all. In fact, the Italians generally put a chill on all their red wines. In fact, if you remember those Rafia-covered bottles, anybody who's a certain age, all the Italian restaurants used to have these Rafia-covered bottles with a candle in and lots of different color wax on the dripped on the Rafia, and it would be the sort of centerpiece uh, in a little Italian cafes where, whether you were in New York or South Minneapolis or uh, out in San Francisco, an Italian restaurant, they'd have uh, one of those Rafia-covered bottles. And those Rafia-covered bottles have an interesting story behind them, too. Uh, for there are two reasons they became popular. Glass was expensive, and the Rafia protected the glass. And secondly, they acted as a thermos. What they would do is the Italian farmers and workers in the fields would fill up that Rafia bottle at night, drop it into the family well, and pull it up the next day. The Rafia would be soaking wet, and they'd sit it out in the field while they did their field work. When it got time to be lunch, the evaporation from that Rafia had chilled the wine or kept the chill on the wine, so wine was chilled at lunch. And that started in Chiani with those Rafia bottles. And uh, at any rate, it's a, a great, in my opinion, story about inexpensive Chianis, but they were always chilled. And the Rafia bottles today are a thing of the past because no one can afford the hand labor to do those bottles anymore. And sometimes they put them in plastic, etc. They just aren't the same. In fact, if you want a Rafia bottle today, you probably have to look around an antique shop to find one. But that's Casa Ferrelli Chiani. It's only $12. Delicious little Chiani. Again, served chilled. Uh, would be great with any kind of picnic fare. Uh, then, of course, we also have a Prosecco. Now, Prosecco is an area of Italy that has just become unbelievably popular. They've always made pretty good wines in Prosecco, and they've been popular in Italy. But in the last 15 years, the explosion in Proseccos around the world to have a wine with a little bit of spritz to it. You know, it, Prosecco really isn't champagne. You don't have, nor should you expect, the same bubbles you get in champagne and Prosecco. you got a little frizzante, as the Italians call it. There's a little spritz in them, a little, uh, and that's the charm of Prosecco. And Prosecco comes from a defined area of Italy. The Italians own the word Prosecco for the entire world, as well they should, as they develop this unique way of processing grapes to produce that little bit of spritz to it. And that is a, a wonderful Prosecco. It today is a BOGO. It's ordinarily $21, so today you can get it for 11 Cassiferelli Prosecco. Then, not to be undone, is we have some Pinot Grigio, the Italian white wine that everybody seems to like. Well, good Pinot Grigio is hard to come by, and this is a good one. It's very modestly priced. It's only 10 bucks a bottle, and it is a terrific Pinot Grigio. Many times you've probably heard me say about Pinot Grigio, it's a great a reception wine because it's innocuous, and it is. If you're having a big party or a dinner party where you're going to serve some fancy wine, 
Prosecco and Pinot Grigio are two wines that are good to start out with because they're both simple, pleasant. Uh, they don't overpower anything. Uh, a good Pinot Grigio will go very nicely with any hors d'oeuvres you're serving and makes a great aperitif because it doesn't try to stifle anything. It's just there to enjoy. So the wines today at our first Saturday tasting between 1 and 4 o'clock <coughs> will be Casaforelli, Bianco, and Rosso, Casaforelli Pinot Grigio, Casaforelli Prosecco, and Casaforelli Chianti. Good wines, all of them. Try them. You're liable to find a favorite and a good, reliable wines at very, very good prices. I said I was going to talk about barbecuing and barbecue wines, and I'm going to do that now. Uh, the wines we pick for barbecue, pick wine to go with salmon on the grill, uh, a hamburger, barbecued ribs, and, uh, and both beef and pork ribs. And uh, starting with the salmon, one of my favorite wines is one called Croissant Chardonnay. It's a delicious Chardonnay. It's very modestly priced. It's only about $10, $11 a bottle, and it's got a little bit of oak in it, not too very much. It spends a little time uh, in wood, but not too very often. And if you have that with a, a salmon, and I, I think I've mentioned in the past, I found a marvelous marinade for salmon before I put it on the grill. It's one part soy sauce and three parts maple syrup. And you can marinate the fish in that. It doesn't take a lot of maple syrup and soy sauce, particularly if you happen to marinate a piece in a Ziploc or a plastic sealable bag. You put a little bit in there, and it'll go all around the fish. Take the fish out of the plastic bag, pop it on the grill for only a little while. One of the big things to do when you're cooking salmon, in my opinion, is to not overcook it. There's nothing worse than overcooked salmon. Once in a while, you can spread a little herbs of Provence, so it's a mixture of herbs from the south of France, which is very good on the salmon. And both uh, the Croissant Chardonnay, in my opinion, will go good with salmon on the grill, and also halibut. I, you notice I picked two rather dense fish, salmon and halibut. You know, salmon's full of oil, so is halibut, but they just seem to marry so well with this Croissant Chardonnay. The next one, for how about for a burger? Well, most people would prefer just having a beer with a burger, and there's nothing wrong with it. I enjoy that myself, but once in a while, uh, a beer can be kind of filling. How about a rosé? There's one that's called St. Pierre de Vence. It's a Provencal rosé. That means it comes from Provence, and Provence is the hottest wine area in the world today. All the celebrities, whether they're uh, athletes or movie stars or whatever are buying property in Provence to have and sell provincial rosé. And Provencal rosé is really terrific. And the St. Pierre de Vence is a really good one. Very, very pleasant to have. It would be good to have with a salad niçoise, and it would be a delight to have with hot dogs or burgers right off the grill. And I guarantee you, it's a thirst quencher. And don't forget, rosé is for fellas, too. I can't tell you how much I enjoy a glass of rosé on a hot day. And this Memorial Day weekend, we're going to have some uh, hot days coming up. Uh, try that Provence rosé, St. Pierre de Vence. Delicious. 
How about for barbecue? I, you've heard me say over and over again uh, that there's nothing better than for barbecue than Malbec, and I firmly believe that. We have a Malbec called a Gary Bay that we've had for years and years, and it's made by the Rothschild family in Argentina. And, you know, Malbec started in France in Cahors and in Bordeaux. It's a blending grape. It became its own man in Argentina where they sold Malbec under its own name. And it eventually captured the hearts of the people around the world. I'll tell you, if you had all the money in the world, Malbec is the best one to have with barbecue sauce. That sweet, tangy flavor of barbecue sauce goes perfectly with Malbec grapes. And this wine is Fleche de Andes. It's a more expensive uh, Malbec than the regular Gary Bay. But there's a reason for that. It's specially selected. And the Rothschild family, believe me, they own Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, and they own this one, too. And it's only 17 bucks if you had to buy a bottle of Lafitte, and it cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And this is a very good wine to have with barbecued ribs, particularly pork ribs. If you're having barbecued beef ribs, why not have an American wine? We have one called Zinfinity from Sonoma. So some of the Sonoma Zinfandels are really just jumping out of the bottle at you. They're so good. And this Infinity is one of those. It's about $15 a bottle, and it is absolutely delicious. Well, there you have some barbecue wines. The Croissant Chardonnay to have with your favorite fish, uh, salmon or halibut on the grill. That St. Pierre de Vence to have with hot dogs and burgers. Fleches de Andes the Malbec from Agari Bay to have with barbecued pork and with barbecued beef. Let's have Zinfinity, an American uh, wine from Sonoma. And don't forget, we have also over 120 BOGOs. Uh, that's where you buy one get the second bottle of wine absolutely free. And we've deliberately chosen for these barbecue wines. Actually, they were picked by my son, Ted. Uh, and pick these barbecue wines specifically to go with these different foods. And believe me, they're well-chosen, and they're modestly priced. I mean, uh, the Croissant Chardonnay is $10. Uh, that Pierre St. Vincent is $15, and so is the Zinfandel. Uh, now, the uh, Gary Bay, the Fletcher's Los Angeles, which is the top of line, is a little more expensive. But it is nonetheless a terrific wine and will go fabulous with pork uh, spare ribs on the grill with that good barbecue sauce you're going to smother them with. Excellent ideas today, as usual, Jack. And you can find them all at any one of the Haskell's locations. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to pair wine. And best of all, they're going to help you pick a wine that will not break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. And don't forget, taste those wines this afternoon. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault, right off of 35W. There's Maple Grove Store is not to be believed, 22,000 square feet of wines. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Minnetonka, Ridgedale, Plymouth. St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, don't forget Haskell's does deliver, and you can go to Haskell's.com and see the vineyards of the world right from the comfort of your own computer. Fantastic. Jack, let's do this again next week. 
You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell.